Do you know this feeling like in the evening when you realize you didn't drink enough during the day and then you've just like down two liters of water? Yep. That's yep, yep. where I'm at right now. <laughs> so 10 bathroom breaks, is that what we're getting at today? Yeah, and I just spilled a good a good a good quarter of my water on my shirt. So that's where I'm <laughs> like that's that's my situation right now. Oh no, I'm sorry. I mean I'm I am definitely aware of spilling water on things. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah, too stupid to drink. <laughs> So this is a little bit different this time. We thought we were going to do like, yeah, we're going to mix it up a little bit and talk about, yeah, talk, talk about our favorite movies of the past decade. I mean, we alluded to it or I alluded to it in my blind spotting episode saying that blind spotting is one of my favorite movies of the 2010s. So here we are. Yeah. And I have like my, my, my greatest fear right now is that. I just forgot about a movie. Like you're going to mention a movie and then I'm like, fuck, no, this this like destroys I mean, everything. It's impossible to like remember every movie and it's okay. Yeah. We can. Do you think, I think the way th as we go through this, we can have a final top 10. We'll have a, a declared top 10 we'll start with. And by the end of the episode, if we have forgotten anything, we can last minute change stuff. Yeah, it's like, it's like the top 10 right now of all the movies we could think about. Like we could think yes. of. <laughs> In the 2010s, which is In not changing. But. Yes, exactly. And I was just really curious uh, because this is decidedly our favorite movies. Not the best ones, but our favorite ones. And like, what was your criteria? What was your selection process like? But it's okay. It's our favorite ones, but with a spectrum, right? So like, it has to have like enough quality to be up to scratch essentially right so it has to be like a for me at least it was a convergence of a film that i love and a film that is really good as well so for yeah. example like i love tangled tangled is like my favorite disney movie a disney princess movie i love it to death but objectively i don't think it makes a top 10 for me so it couldn't be a top 10 in the top 10 so like for example, if I was just making a list of movies that I just like blindly love, it would Tangled would be on there. But because mm -hmm. I'm incorporating quality as well, um, it is it's not spoiler alert, but it is just this balance that you're trying to weigh and put together with one another, which is interesting uh, when you consider how you go through a you know ranking of films. Yeah, and I just added another movie to my watch list because I still haven't watched Tangled. Ah, fuck you. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so many movies to watch. I know. That's another thing I learned after this practice. There are so many good movies out there. Yeah. And it's like, it's a damn shame that the film industry is wrapped up in like superheroification of film <sighs> because there are amazing films out there and mm. there are none... There are, I would assume, there's none on my, no superhero films on mine. Oh, actually, that's a lie. Never mind. I take it. I take it back. Um, but it's so sad that like superhero films are uh, taking over everything. But they're not yeah. in my mind. Uh, there's a narrative that they are, but 
I would actually argue that they're not because there are so many good films out there that are worthy and are of top quality that I, you know, we haven't watched and there's so many more movies to see, which makes me so excited. Yeah, it it really was a an experience going through it because I have alluded to my movie recommendations list that is that has more than 120 entries and so I kind of had a head start in this maybe uh, but I just to be sure I went through a few best of lists that I found on the internet um, and it like what that demonstrated was just there are so many good movies that I still haven't seen and um, yeah 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 so for me I don't have a long list like you do right so I had to go do this from scratch, essentially. And in order to look for films that I was interested in, I actually started with the f- film festivals. So I looked at the like the Palme d'Or and like the Cannes Film Festival, Toronto like International Film Festival, Sundance Film Festival, and I was just going through the 2010s and their nominees and the the winners and stuff like that, as well as the Oscars, obviously. And then also adding then the more popular stuff with IMDb and things like lists like that go on like the Rolling Stones list, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So to be able to collect the widest cast net of film, I mean, with me starting with independent film (laughs) festivals will tell you like what the direction of some of my movies go towards. Um, But it's interesting, so interesting to see like the large range of films that I hadn't even heard of that now I am so interested to see. So it's it's really interesting. Yeah, I uh, mentioned to you, I think last week, that I had a top 40 <laughs> and you were just flabbergasted. <laughs> but earlier today, you sent me a message saying you know that you were basically shocked at how many good movies there were in the last decade yeah and i felt very vindicated (laughs) yeah it's such a good movie decade yeah it really is i mean what the fuck were we doing in the 90s come on guys yeah i mean that is just like generally speaking true though (laughs) (laughs) and uh, yeah so i i I just alluded to it i have a top 40 i will go through the did you rank all 40 though so okay so let's okay that that is a great segue into my process so again i had the you know i had my list i had the internet's lists and uh i basically what i did i got an a4 sheet of paper and divided it up into 32 equally sized pieces of paper and wrote down like i went through my list and like other lists and wrote all of them down and then i sorted them into three different categories of like basically like top 10 material the next tier the next 10 and the next 10 basically and then i came up with some more and uh moved some stuff around um and only like two days ago decided on my top 10 actually and um yeah and so for the uh, movies 11 to 40 the way i did it is i went in increments of 10 and just listed them alphabetically in those 10 uh in this list of 10 but for the first like my 10 favorite movies they are ranked okay i see so for me obviously i did it all digitally because i live in the 21st century Mm -hmm. um and as i was compiling and going through these lists any movie that i thought might have might might be on the top 10 or whatever i just wrote down right in a spreadsheet and then once we 
kind of once I sorry once I got the whole list I literally just went through and marked the ones that I could not live with myself if they were not on the top 10 mm-hmm. right and at that point I was at nine so it was actually quite easy so I had like a top nine pretty solidly and but within the ranking system within those ranks I'll get into it a little bit later when we actually go into our top 10 um it was difficult but after that it was I didn't after that I had really struggling the 10th place so I do have a list of things that could be 10th so I guess that would be my second tier after 10 and then after that I have the list of movies who were on the movies that I really enjoyed and wanted to put on but are not would didn't qualify for the potential ranking at number 10 so therefore they might be a third tier so it's like I didn't intentionally tier things um it was more of an intuitive process and all just done in excel but it's um, it was a really fun um adventure to go on i guess i wish i spent more time on it honestly especially with regards to like i would have loved to have rewatched all these films yeah i i had a similar like i had it was similar but different for me so let's say the top positions i'm not going to go into detail how many of those but the top positions were very clear to me and the 10th one was really difficult because it, because it could have been either one of eight movies. So for the 10th one for me, I had uh, for vying for 10. Oh, do you, so you want to you would just want to jump into this? OK, no, no, no. I just wanted to say I just want to say how many uh, oh, okay. movies I had vying mm-hmm. for number 10. I had one, two, three, four. 14 movies vying for number 10, <laughs> essentially. Nice. That's just fun. I don't know. It was, it was exciting. It was. It's so interesting how it like, just the tenth spot was the hardest of all of them for some reason. For yeah, same same for me. I'm going to I'm going to guess something. There are, there are at least two movies in my places twenty one to thirty that are in your top ten. I'm sure you know what's in my top ten. Probably, <laughs> I have a really good feeling. Like, I mean, you probably know like quite a bit of my top ten. Yeah, <laughs> just based on our conversations, I don't yeah. hide my emotions with some things. Also, one thing was like I was really sad because so many movies I wanted to put were actually in the two thousands. Um, they were like two thousand seven, two thousand eight, that like late two thousands era, and I was quite pissed. But we um, will ma- do a top ten of the two thousands episode at one point, uh, at some at point, some point. So. and then uh, top ten of the twenty first century. <laughs> oh my god no we can't i mean you know at some point we're gonna do the top four movies of all time you know that that's yeah yeah that's what we're working towards for sure i know some of it was really painful and uh, like i could have gone beyond 42 uh, beyond 40 as well and i did and then i was i just i just had to stop myself because i was like okay this doesn't need anywhere like who cares about my if they're not in my top 40 do people really care what is like my like in like 41 to 60 nobody cares i mean does anyone care about any of this <laughs> i mean we do that's two people that that's enough for me well all right um were, were there any surprises for you obviously you don't have to like or maybe we can talk about this afterwards if there was anything that was surprising i mean things that were left out of the top 10 or put that got in both no surprises into it honestly but a lot of surprises out just because of the quality of the films 
And yeah, I'd have to say. So it's interesting. Six of the films are, or seven of my films are 2015 or before. Right? No, sorry. Six of my films are 2015 or before. And then the other four. Wait, one second. <laughs> Counting. No, sorry. It's an even split. It's an even split. 2015 and before and after. So it's like I tried to have equal distribution, not on purpose, but it, it came to my mind by the end. I'm like, huh, I do have more equal distribution than I thought I would. Yeah. So for me, it's a four four to six split. So four pre, four movies, 2015 or previously, and six afterwards. I, I do, I will say though, like a lot of the movies in my f extended list, a lot of them were later on, I think, just because of recency bias, maybe. Yeah, for sure. But I don't know. It's interesting to see. I didn't. Oh, one surprise is I didn't have a, as much international film as I thought I would. Mm. Honestly, and that kind of disappoints me. Um, but I wasn't going to. Uh, I wasn't going to fuck with the the process. Yeah. Did so? Did you have uh, like a tiebreaker in in a sense? I'm going to describe. Like I'm going to tell you what I mean by that because uh, so. There were there were there were two movies that I couldn't decide like how to rank them, and I just went with so all of these ten movies. Let me preface this: are basically my top twenty, or or, or like, like all of these movies to a degree are movies that have stuck with me that I still think about to this day, and um, so that, that that was definitely my like top criteria, and. Um, but if if there if there was a tiebreaker as it was at least once, the uh, deciding factor was the rewatchability. Oh, interesting. That's a good point. Because for me, that's a part of it. I didn't have a systematic tiebreaker or systematic criteria like you did. It was just more feeling it out. Um, mm -hmm. But there are movies that mean more to me that are off the top ten. Yeah, for sure. That I think are maybe a little bit less in quality than some of the movies that are in the top 10 mm -hmm. but also the, all the movies in the top 10 mean so much to me and some of them that are maybe not the highest i don't know it's interesting so like in the end i think what i did is that if there were tiebreakers i think i just went with like i guess my gut <laughs> in a weird way and it's like what i liked what i liked the most yeah that's what it's all about yeah I don't know. It's interesting. So I definitely, it's interesting. I noticed the groupings as I was doing the top 10. So for me, like within the top 10, one through three were clear. And then four through nine, no, four, four through eight were also very clear but in, within themselves. And then nine was by itself. It was always going to be nine. And then 10 had like the 13 or 14 movies that maybe could have been 10. So it's really interesting. So I that it there was like there is no way any of these top three movies would go out of top three. Um and then between four and eight, it would never go higher, never go lower. Maybe it's just like I did it a lot faster, maybe than you did. Um, yeah. as I do things and just kind of went with it. So I might, you know, regret everything, every decision I've ever made at this point, but that's the life we live. I mean, I have to keep myself right now as we speak from reordering stuff, so yeah, I've literally frozen my Excel spreadsheet, so I can't. <laughs> yeah, it's the same for me. I literally, I have a a sheet of paper in front of me where I've written them down by hand in their position, and I 
I mean, I changed, I changed, <laughs> I switched positions. Uh, the, the rewatchability thing, and uh, yeah, yeah. My for me, it was the top two that was locked in really quickly. Yeah. Do you think we have more or less? Do you, Do you think we have more than six or six or less overlap? Definitely six or less. Oh, interesting. I think definitely okay. six or less. I mean, I may, I, I may be wrong, but. I think in the larger 40, maybe we have a lot in common. Yeah. But in the top 10, I think we just have some just different tastes when it comes to very particular stuff. Mm. Like I can think of a few that maybe I know that are not on your list. Right. I mean, let's put it to the test. So do you want to start or should I? I mean, honestly, do you prefer? Either way, I don't prefer. I don't either. So... uh Okay, let me start, I guess. So I guess I prefer. <laughs> okay, yeah, my number 10 is, uh, again, one of eight movies. But I decided to go with The Favorite. Nice. Oh, such a good movie. 2018, directed by Yorgos Lanthimos. Uh, it's about two... I mean, <laughs> I feel silly just talking about the plot because I feel like everybody knows this one. But it's like two women vying to be in favor of, of Queen Anne of England uh, in the early 18th century. Yeah, it just has stellar performances all around. Obviously, the trio of women, Olivia Coleman, Rachel Weisz, and Emma Stone. But you always have people like Nicholas Holt or Joe Alwyn, and basically everybody in this movie is great. You have this very particular sense of humor that Yorgos Lanthimos has. It has great... Just a great direction, great cinematography. And I just really, I it just blew me away when I saw it because I went into the cinema expecting nothing. And I loved it. And yeah, again, it is one of eight movies that could have made the cut. And I kind of went with, uh, with my gut feeling here too. And I couldn't tell you why this, the, this is like the, number 10 and others aren't but for some reason i just decided to go with it nice nice i mean i'm not planning to rationalize what makes each movie a little different um because that's just kind of a gut call at a certain point yeah but i didn't know i'm supposed to have this spiel about each of these films so oh, you don't have to you don't have to okay good so uh my number 10 is Get Out from 2017 by Jordan nice. Peele. Um, just such a... I don't like horror movies. I wouldn't much... I mean, I wouldn't classify this as a horror, but it is technically a horror slash thriller. Um, it's so creepy, yet so hilarious. So well done. And obviously, like, when it came out, it just... It just kind of blew everyone's mind to a certain extent and was just a movie that captured the imagination or captured the zeitgeist for like a whole year, not a whole year, but like for the better part of that year and just such a good film. So shout out to Jordan Peele for making such a great film. One day I will watch all of the great horror movies that have come out in the last five years. But I historically speaking, I have not enjoyed watching horror movies. Um, but maybe this movie, as with others, might I, I might find them more enjoyable. 
I mean, this um, you should watch ASAP. It's not a horror film. Just like don't consider it a horror film. Okay, good. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely on the list too. So, yeah, but I wouldn't put this with your horror film list. Put this in the separate list because it it doesn't feel like a horror film in so many ways. It's just a thriller. That's all that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, with like two jump scares, which okay, a lot of thrillers have more jump scares than this. So it's. And it's so funny. It's, I would really, really, really recommend it, obviously, because it's on my top 10. And it beat out 13 other movies to be <laughs> in that top 10 space. Nice. So. Nice. Okay. Next up is Blind Spotting. Yeah, it made it to your top 10. I'm it so did. excited. It did. Um, so, obviously, we did a weekly hook episode about it. It's the brainchild of David Diggs and Rafael Casal. I guess I'm not going to talk about it at all because just go listen to the episode. But it is just such a powerful movie about really, really like important and difficult topics. The performances are, performances are great. I mean, all the performances and all the movies I'm going to talk about today are great. So, <laughs> <laughs> but the cast is amazing. One thing that definitely sets this one apart is that there are that like spoken word poetry is interwoven into the uh into the plot and you know it it has this great this great balance of being ridiculously funny but also like emotionally powerful and yeah i just really enjoy it 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 has again it has a high high rewatch value and um yeah i really enjoyed it it's not higher up but I I could I would have felt bad if I hadn't included it in my top ten. Yay! I'm so happy. All right, so my number nine is the the Grand Budapest Hotel. Nice. By Wes Anderson. It's Wes Anderson's love affair with himself, essentially. Yes. Um, so beautifully shot and gorgeously put together. Performances are great. Such a great film. I mean, if you like Wes Anderson, you will love this film and. I mean, it just, uh, it's so good. I love the, this movie a lot. And again, for me, it has such high rewatch value as well. Um, I think I've watched it like four times or five times in theaters when it was in when it was running, uh, just because it just blew my mind. And yeah, so no, Wes Anderson, 2014, The Grand Budapest Hotel. Watch it. Yeah, that was one of the ones that was uh, on the extended list in my like 41 to 50. <laughs> but I don't. I think it's maybe just because I've only watched it once. Uh it it gets better with a rewatch for yeah. sure. Yeah, generally I really like Wes Anderson, but yeah, I don't know. I don't have any of my of his movies in my top forty. Yeah, this is I think the only one I have in my top forty. But also the twenty tens were not as high points as well. No, so, no. Except for this movie in my mind, but I because I think yeah. this is my favorite Wes Anderson film period, but that's just me. So uh, my number eight is the first movie in my top 10 that is not from 2018. It's from 2016 and it's called Moonlight. Oh, nice. You picked Moonlight. Oh, interesting. Okay. That's such a good movie. That was obviously my, like, ah, so good. It is really good. Um, It almost didn't make the top 10, which sounds weird because it's number eight, but um at kind of the last that that was the last one that made it and i had to kick another one out that i still feel bad about that i kicked it out it's you know the uh 
the claim to fame for Barry Jenkins. And just, it has, it's just basic, one of these like very intersectional movies. I feel like about like a black gay kid, like growing up in poverty in a, like a, you know. It's the perfect movie. It is. Like, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. And again, there are, the performances are fucking amazing. Um, and so there's something with, with Barry Jenkins in particular that his movies are base level impressive, but there are scenes that like touch me right in my core that basically like they cut right through my, like the distance that I put on when watching a movie and like basically my self-defense mechanism. Um, and like the, the scene at the, at the end when, uh, Sharon, yeah, when Sharon talks about Kevin and, you know, it, it is told in three, three, like, like across 20, 20 years or whatever. And like in three time periods. And the second one obviously ends with, uh, the two guys, uh, having a, a sexual moment on the beach and, when when they've grown uh, when they're in their late 20s they meet again and Jerome is like this like super tough guy like drug dealer like super muscled up grills and everything and just this he just unfolds and this like vulnerability comes out just at the very end where he basically admits to Kevin that that was like the last time he was intimate with someone like the first time I saw that, I was like, "Man, that just like I don't know." It blows you away. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, <sighs> it's so interesting. Like so far, I think your film. I guess the favorites, light, in some ways. Um, but I feel like, especially the movies that I'm gonna <laughs> go from here on out are quite like light <laughs> or compared to that uh, but moonlight is perfection it really like, is I can't, I can't say more than that oh man this is making me want to do weekly hooks about all these films <laughs> <laughs> i know and they're all possible topics for the future so and of course like the cinematography is amazing the uh i think one of the like in terms of the cinematography obviously we have the whole like the lighting and the colors is like a whole thing with barry jenkins in general but the scene where sharon's mother attacks him basically and you see it from his perspective it's just that that really got me as well but yeah i uh, what's your number eight <laughs> my number eight is Moneyball. <laughs> just a film about baseball yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah Largely because of all my things, it's the movie I've watched the most again mm. and again. Um, also, haven't seen it. <laughs> obviously, I mean, as I told you, a lot of these films I know that are not on your list. Yeah. Um, it, you know, I wouldn't call it. It's just such. A, it's just like a movie. It's a good movie. It's really fun to watch. It's enjoyable. It for me brings me back to like why I love sports in general. Um, Oddly, one of them, like, I never cry in films, and I didn't cry in this film, but, like, a moment that really touched my heart was, like, the one of the scenes in the middle of the movie where there's success by the team or whatever, and it it just, like, 
them intertwining like the scenes of the movie with real life shots of fans it just kind of like wraps up and reminds you why you like sports and stuff like that so it's just like a fun movie to watch it's funny it's like it's exciting it's well done the daughter father relationship in the show is amazing um i've listened to like the show's rendition of the show years after like many times since the the movie since i've watched the movie for the first time so kudos to them it's a great movie um and yeah that's just it's not nearly as intense or emotionally wrecking as moonlight but i still love it it doesn't have to be because it's not your number 10 it's like not your top 10 it's my top 10 you know exactly uh and yeah it's funny like moneyball was not on my radar at all but as soon as he said it i was like oh yeah that makes sense for a shot <laughs> because i i know what it is about yeah uh yeah. so yeah it's pretty funny it's really good it's fun yeah. it's a good. good watch okay um my number seven is if beer street could talk <laughs> sorry <laughs> harry jenkins huh yeah uh let me quickly check i think he's the only director with uh two movies in my top 10 um so i decided to rank this slightly higher than moonlight just because i think it's recency bias because i just watched it last year got it because i was gonna say i kind of like moonlight better but that's just me yeah yeah i th i really so yeah it has like i think it's very endearing in a special sort of way it's one of these movies where it really works that it is a non-linear story structure um every uh, again like the the cast is bigger than moonlight but every performance is great yeah. um like every character is is very believable yeah the again the powerful scenes uh like the family gathering for example for one is one of these scenes that is just masterfully done also this cast of this film is it's incredible so good top to bottom are you yeah. kidding me yeah Ugh. yeah and the, the actually the um the uh, the scene that cracked me up was uh Fonny's friend that who had just been released from prison and they like shoot the shit and everything and then there's this very very like again vulnerable moment when he admits something that doesn't really like you don't you don't see that like in cinema especially not between two men and i again it came out of nowhere for me because they had both had this like these masks on and then you could just see the facade. Sorry, I'm mixing metaphors here, but it's like you could just see the facade starting to crumble. And the, but within five seconds, it was all gone, and it was just raw emotions. And it was just so good, so good. I mean, if anyone doesn't know, so he's referring to Brian Tyree Henry, is the actor um, yeah. who is plays Paperboy in Atlanta. Um, if you've ever seen that show, uh, so good such a talented actor and just uh, amazing addition to the cast yeah i just uh i just recently realized that atlanta is on uh on disney plus so i think that might be the next show that i'm venturing into <gasps> 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 what 
I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, especially because I'm now listening to the... Um, I, I've, I've previously spoken about the Dissect podcast where they talk about a, uh, uh, an album of, a, of an artist, like a music artist. <clears throat> and uh, I just started listening to their um, examination of Because of the Internet by Childish Gambino. Nice. And it's really powerful. And that yeah. just, again, it's one of these things where you just want to look at everything Donald Glover's ever done. Yeah. I mean, and, oh. yes. Yeah. Oh, Donald Glover is amazing. I mean, yeah. I can't, I'm very surprised you haven't gone down that rabbit hole yet. But. Yeah, just because I don't have like time and like the, let's say, <laughs> like the eye capacity. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, it's just perfect, Donald Glover. Mm. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, it's a good show. It's a great show. Cool. Yeah, I think the only Donald Glover thing I've ever seen is actually is actually Star Wars. <gasps> I think. Are you kidding me? I mean, what else? I mean, he has done a lot of things, obviously, but I can't oh, think of anything else that I've seen. I've not I mean, I've not watched Community. I've I've not watched 30 Rock. I mean, he was just a writer on there, but Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh like what else? I mean, I'm definitely I ha- definitely haven't watched like like the one Spider-Man movie that he was in or the yeah. like Ki- Lion King remake. <laughs> like yeah, why would I watch enough. those things? But like in terms of albums as well, like Childish Gambino. Oh no, that I have not. I mean, I, I'm just talking about the acting sort of thing. Like the music oh. for sure. Okay. Okay. Good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Calm down, Rashad. Because <laughs> uh, it's like, it's not just the movies, obviously. No. Right. So. No, of course. So. okay so what's your number seven i mean i remember the day that like this is america dropped and just like yeah. blew everyone's mind and i'm just like watching this video over and over again just being like oh my god you are the greatest human being ever and the fact on top of the fact that i love everything like all of his like video work as well or his movie work as well it's just yeah tough. man you should also listen to that season because so one of the strengths of that podcast is that they obviously they really analyze the music and the lyrics but they also go into the personal life of the artist at that point in time and they refer back to it constantly and it's just, it adds a whole nother layer. Is the whole season on that album or? Yeah, like every uh, episode is basically a song. Whoa, that's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. And like sometimes they put two songs into one if it's like an interlude in another short song or something. Yeah. But I think, yeah, that epi- that season is like 13 episodes long or something. I really recommend Damn. it. God, a whole season of a podcast. Ugh, I already have too much podcasting in my life. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the struggle. Yeah. I, I get it. Okay, so what's okay, your number my seven? number seven. Speaking of Donald Glover, no, uh, my <laughs> number seven is uh, Into the Spider Verse. Nice. My one superhero movie on this list. Yeah. Um, 2018's film, animated, so gorgeously shot, beautifully designed. The characters are all amazing um just so good i love this movie so much there's like nothing i think it's the best spider like spider spider-man movie yes and i think it's the best superhero movie i've seen in a long time um in a in a world where superhero films dominate main box office films um it's just so good everything about it and i can't wait for the sequel nice okay my spiels are a lot less than yours (laughs) it's fine it's fine like i have prepared for this for weeks just because i can be very obsessive about these things 
Yeah. Also, I feel like your entire life is a preparation for this moment. Yes, exactly. I don't. I don't keep uh, movie recommendations in this one. Nothing. So, yeah, and this is. It's funny. I haven't watched movies in such a long time, and uh, like this list has definitely like reinvigorated my love of this medium. So. Yeah. Same. Honestly. It, but it all—it mostly was like, oh, remember when you could go to this to the movie theater? But like now you can again. So yeah, I'm, I'll be going every week. Um, okay, so my number six is also an animated movie, uh, and it's Inside Out. Yes, I knew it. <laughs> yes, <gasps> yeah. such a good movie. I love that movie. So it is much. really good. Obviously, a Pixar movie by Pete Doctor, who has just his his take on movies is really interesting. Like Soul as well is really interesting but like inside out is just this inside out's a lot better in my mind honestly yeah for sure but it's like yeah. this perfect storm of things yeah and we we have like the first off the hook episode that we did like at the very end we talk about this like this movie in the sense that there are five emotions in like in charge of each person basically and we were talking about which which of those would be steering us and just the the idea is really interesting the and the the message of the movie obviously that you know uh joy belongs to life just as much as sadness has a place in it uh, and you know the whole thing of letting things go and things vanishing from your life just a beautiful message like and the imagery is just gorgeous as well like the abstract thinking part is just hilarious all the different depictions of psychology and like just human cognition is really interesting um and the core memories and all of this and yeah i uh i really like it <laughs> what can i say so good so good so good so good yeah so yeah i like it um what number are we at six 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 is i mean i think almost i think okay so the next series of films are just like lists of some of my favorite movies by some of my favorite directors in particular so and this number six for me is by i mean one of the most talented directors in cinema around the world today and that's taika waititi and it is hunt for the wilder people (laughs) yeah i mean nice that's just a good film like I don't know what else to say, honestly. I mean, Hunter of the Wilder People is just um hilarious, heart wrenching, beautifully shot, has like obviously every Taika Waititi film has such a unique sense of humor. Um, and this one does as well. It is just such a joy to watch over and over and over and over and over again. And I would watch this like on my deathbed. So um Hunt for the Wilder People. Great movie. Watch it. It's a great movie. That's very true. Okay, my number five. God, we're at the top five. Yeah. Ah, damn it! You should give me a second to like enjoy this moment. But yes, okay, it's fine. It's fine. You know what? Just ruin my life. Why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so yeah, we're in the top five now, and my number five is Spotlight. Nice. So good. Yeah. I love Spotlight. Yeah. Ah. It, obviously, it tackles a lot of um difficult topics but 
I think the depiction of the process of journalistic research and like of institutional entanglements and like individual, like moral decisions on an individual basis are just, and like how, how the uh, journalists grapple with everything. And the, so the, the, the scene that made the movie for, for me is when the, um, the team realizes what has happened and they can't believe it. they have they have been in denial and then it just like it's like a switch flipped as like it happened and every like all of those people knew about it and it's just like their shock is just so powerful again it's 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 a it's a great cast um and the imagery i really like and it's it's a it's a really important movie too But again, it also has a higher rewatch uh, value. Uh, again, yeah, you kind of have to be in the mood for it, I guess. But um, yeah, that movie, I agree. You have to be in the mood for, unlike yeah. Blind Spotting. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I, I don't know. I keep thinking about it a lot, so I couldn't not have it in my top ten. And it's like pretty, pretty well situated, I would say. Yeah, it's so interesting every single one of your films so far is in my top like 40 extended at least it's so interesting um all right my number five mm -hmm. damien chazelle's whiplash <sighs> I haven't seen that either that's like oh that my is, god that is literally the top that like it has been at the top of my list for a long time what's wrong do i need to send you like the video like the movie <laughs> maybe because i think you can't watch it like i think you have to pay for it in germany to oh it, so. it's it's on amazon prime here i think yeah it's not here unfortunately oh, god That's i'll buy it and no no don't DVD. don't don't no, it's worth it. i will give damien chazelle my money <laughs> do you have a dvd player is that a thing that people own still i have a dvd player yes i also i ha actually have i still have like i don't know how many maybe like 60 plus dvds that nice. i own that i keep of some of like my some of my favorite movies because do you want the dvd or the blu-ray do you have a blu-ray player i don't have a blu-ray player okay I'll don't do it. this man <laughs> no it's fine uh, done yeah it'll be in my house in three days the dvd <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah sorry go ahead if you want to sorry no i'm just conf i'm confirming the purchase done okay <laughs> i love the internet um What were we saying? You were you were you didn't even start to talk about the movie. I mean, the fact that you haven't seen it. Yeah, I'm. Really I mean, sorry. made me go directly. I know what it is about. I like. I know what it is about. So it's so good. It's just amazing, and ah, oh, you have to watch this film, and you will. As soon as I get it, I'll be sending it to you like priority mail next week. That's crazy. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh. Uh. Yay! I'm so excited now. Okay, so Whiplash is my number five. <laughs> we're we're coming closer to top to our top three, but before that, I might I must tell you uh, about my number four, and it is uh, a very late entry, in the sense that I only th that might be the most recent of all of these movies that I've watched, um, and it is uh, the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Oh, interesting. 
the American version or the Swedish yes, version? Yes, the uh, version directed by uh, David Fincher. David Fincher, yeah. Based on Stieg Larsson's novel, obviously. Yeah. It's a great crime investigation research thing um, with a dark past in a, uh, in a family's history and just amazing performances. The, se- the thing is, like, this one, it's really sad because Finchauer wanted to do a trilogy of all the Stieg Larsson uh, novels of like, and he didn't get to do that. And that, that is really sad. Um, it's just my number four because it doesn't have that high of a rewatch value I found. Oh, for sure. Um, it's great, but it's not one of these, like I, I have three spare hours. Let me pop in that one. But again, one of these movies you have to be in the mood for because some of the scenes in here are, whew, they're quite something. Um, what I love about this too is that it is very different from most movies in the sense that it has a five act structure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of love that. And just, it's kind of, maybe it's my favorite Fincher movie, but I'm not sure. Whoa. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe seven Whoa. is, maybe seven is still higher up there. I mean, but, do you, man? I'm not going to judge. No, <laughs> you do, though. And that's fine. Uh, yeah, no, I, I just... I mean, you you might remember it, like, when I finally watched it, and then I watched, like, the next day I watched it again. Um, and I was just very taken with this movie for a long time. Uh, I really, when- really, really recommend you watch the Swedish version because the whole trilogy is done. I tried to, I tried to watch them. But you can't watch them here. Okay, and I no, already bought you one no, movie today. No, 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 no. I know, I said I'm not. <laughs> yeah, good, 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 good. Uh, yeah, just like the vibe of the feel and the feeling of like, it's very Fincher, of course. Uh, and I don't know, I just ate that up. It just hit me in the, at the same, like just the right time. The soundtrack is amazing. You know, Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross are great. And um, yeah, I really liked it, but you know, it didn't make my top three just because the rewatch value isn't that high. But it's a great movie that I really liked. All right. Oh my god, it is a good movie. Um, I'm I'm biased because I like the Swedish version a lot more. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, I mean, it is the David Fincher version is also really really good. So, and it's the first movie you have that is not on my top forty. Oh, okay. That's. I didn't even think about that, honestly. Um, even though I did go through David Fincher for a second. Yeah, yeah it was so we're, we're really surprising. I'm not going to go into specifics here <clears throat> because we haven't talked about all of the movies, but there are some directors that I miss, are missing in my top 40. And I, when I realized that, I uh, I was really surprised. And then I th- thought about some of the movies they've made in that decade. And I was like, yeah, it's a good movie, but still no yeah. chance of getting into my top 40. Yeah. Have you seen Mank? Not yet. Okay. Because that's a movie I want to see. I haven't seen it either. You immediately guessed right on one of the directors, by the way. (laughs) 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 Um, All right. So (laughs) on that note, I will go to my next film. And this is, I think it's not a surprise to you. Okay. Um, it's so funny as we get closer, I think you'll immediately start to guess what my top three are or my top, the next movies are going to be. Um, this movie is 
my favorite Denis Villeneuve film, mm-hmm. and it is 2015's Sicario. Yeah, nice. I mean, such a beautiful film, so beautifully shot, gorgeous. It is mind blowing as well. Like at the very end, like I'm not going to spoil anything, but like it is such such a good film and performances all across the board by Benicio del Toro, Emily Blunt, even Josh Brolin is decent in this film, which is a high thing to say. Um I think it's just oh, incredible this movie. I love it so much and like it's, I have to shout out to Benicio del Toro in particular. I love his him in this movie. Um he's amazing in everything he does. I mean, I never watched day of the soldado the second sicario and i it was terrible apparently i mean elementally blunt's not in it and denis villeneuve is not directing it so not really worth watching but the the first movie sicario it just blew me away and i went to go re-see it multiple times in theaters and i think it's one of those films that needs to be watched in theaters these wide angle panoramic shots of the desert as the sunset is going down the shots like of the action sequences are so well choreographed and beautiful i mean just like the way it makes you think as well on a macro level um just oh it's so good from the title to the end sequence it is an amazing movie and i love it so much yeah it is really great and i have seen day of the soldado and you don't need to watch it yeah i don't want to ruin my association with the word sicario (laughs) yeah Uh, it hasn't ruined sicario for me but it's just like yeah it was fine yeah you know it's it's not very imaginative yeah and Denis villeneuve is like amazing everything he does is so good yeah um like uh just as his like movies lists over the past like in the 2010s in particular like he did so many things in the 2010s from 2010 to 2017 and his his run between like sicario arrival and blade runner holy shit what a run and the only reason dune didn't come out is because of covid so like oh it's it's incredible so yeah wow nice yeah okay my number three my number three <clears throat> is our first overlap in the top 10 no we already have oh yeah sorry yeah yeah sorry and uh it's into the spider-verse nice so and good it really really surprised me that it made it this high up because as you know i don't like superhero movies i have a lot of problems cinematographically speaking with the mcu we don't need to talk about dc because they're not worth mentioning uh, because all of their movies belong to the trash. But you you know, Rashad, for me, it's a lot about expectations. And yes. I didn't expect anything when I went into, into the Spider-Verse and it just knocked me. I just, it was like, wow, it just blew me away. I really love it. Um, obviously, the... Uh, the story is a lot of fun. It's one of these like fun movies with a with like a good message. It like just the the like in terms of representation, obviously it's a huge deal, which didn't really like I obviously can appreciate that, but it like it didn't influence my assessment of it in a in a way. Yeah. Like I think it's just a great story and that's why it's like my number three. 
I like the way, the tone of it is great. The like multiverse thing is is like they what they do with it is really good. I think a lot of these like multiverse things again like superhero stuff is just like bullshit most of the time. Like visually it's stunning the animation and the animation style is really really interesting. The music is great. The action scenes are great. The um voice actors are pretty good. And yeah, it just has a really high rewatch value. So that's why it's my number three. Yeah. So good. I, I love it. I'm surprised it made it that high for you. I was once we got to the top five, I kind of assumed it wasn't on your list mm-hmm. because it just I don't know, I wasn't expecting it to be that high for you. Yeah, I didn't either either. <laughs> yeah. But it like it was pretty clear to me very early on that it is in my top ten and then I like I like I did my initial top ten and then I rearranged everything except for my first two picks. <laughs> And then, uh, like, it just crept up there. And, uh, yeah, to be honest, I'm surprised it's not higher up for you. But I can also understand with, you know, the other entries <laughs> that are before it. Yeah. So what I will say is that, as I said, four through eight, at one point, Spider-Verse was at every single one of those four through eight. And so the, the four through eight were really hard for me to distinguish between. And that actually leads me to the next three, since we're getting into the top three. I will have to preface this by saying at one point, every single one of these three movies were number one for me. And nice. they had they flipped and rotated between each other so many times before I finally decided on my top official top three. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, my third movie. I hate because like I feel like when I say it out loud, it's it's um putting it into reality. And I am so scared to say this, but my number three movie is ah, so sad. Is um, Knives Out? Yeah, by I Ryan Johnson. Wait, wait, just with that like preface, it was clear what which movie you were talking about. Yeah, I love it so much, though. It's so good. It's the perfect movie. It's so tightly written and wound together. It is the perfect whodunit. I cannot think of a whodunit better than this film. It is. I mean, it has a twist. You kind of know it's coming, but it's still great anyways, like from the beginning to the end, like obviously like the the Chekhov's knife, I guess, if you want to call it that um, part of it. knives. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, but specifically the one with that retracts, right? Um, spoiler alert. Oh, sorry. Spoiler alert. That's a big spoiler, actually, in my mind. Um, it's so good. The performances are amazing. Like I love Ana de Armas from everything, but like mm. she is mind blowingly good. Even like Daniel Craig and his like Southern drawl kind of situation going on there. Uh, it's everything about it is like the perfect movie. And I, I would be shocked if it's not in your top two, but it might be, it might not be. And that would make you very sad, but it's okay. <laughs> At least I gave it some representation because it's an amazing, 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 amazing movie. <laughs> I wonder what's come on the other two, but yeah, my number two is Knives Out. So Yay! <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, it's so, so good. Yeah, in the uh, again, like in the initial top ten, that was my number one, but I very quickly flipped it with the then number two. Um, yeah, I agree with everything you just said. Um, the cast, I mean, talk about an ensemble cast. It's great. I think it's really interesting that Daniel Craig w- went with this role just because 
he is obviously in the process of not being James Bond anymore. Yeah. And to go with this this character that's kind of like a private detective uh, was a really interesting choice, but he does it very well. And it's kind of, he is overacting in a way with the Southern draw. Like it's just ridiculous, but that's what kind of sells it for me on the character. It's so crazy that it is almost believable. Like it's basically believable because it's just like, it's ridiculous, but because it is so ridiculous, like it's kind of could like, could be real. Honestly, if anyone says something shitty about Knives Out, I'll just be like, screw you. Yeah. I'm not going to argue with you because it's so good. Yeah, it is. It is just, as you said, the perfect whodunit, a lot of twists, a lot of things you didn't expect, a lot of nice little touches, a lot of subtle and not so subtle jokes. Um, Ryan Johnson, obviously, is uh, is great. And you can see his artistic genius throughout this movie and yeah it's uh it's just really good guys you gotta gotta watch it and especially like especially the like non-reliable film narration in a way like because you go through like all these different like almost rashomon style but it's like different perspectives different different perceptions and what people think they heard what people how people like the interview the initial interviews with like how things went how the family dynamic is like all those different all those different like views on it like other directors would have just had the interviews and that would have been funny to see the different perceptions of what the dynamic in between the siblings and everyone else is but that he has it acted out is just so much fun Oh, it's amazing! Such oh, a good uh, film. Now, now it. I'm really curious about your no, next, the next one. Can you not guess what my top two are? Or at least <laughs> what they are? I don't know. You might not know the order, but you might know what they are. Um, I have a feeling. So my number two film. <laughs> <laughs> In true serially hooked fashion, is Blind Spotting. <laughs> nice. I mean, it's a surprise to me. It's not number one, honestly, but ugh, it's so good. It's so fucking good. Are you yeah. kidding me? This movie is just, it makes you laugh. It makes you cry. It makes you feel everything in between. It's beautifully stunning. It's stunning. It's gorgeous. We did a whole episode on this and I ranted about how great this movie is. So please go back and listen to that and watch this movie 10 times and show your children this movie, show your grandchildren this movie. This is a phenomenal film and yeah. like I cannot speak highly enough of this film. All these three at the top three, I, I just can't. There's like there's only so much that I can say because they're just amazing. Yeah, it's it is it is interesting because when we were recording that episode, you you mentioned you had a list of movies prepared from that uh, from that year, 2018. Yeah. And four of like four movies from 2018 are on my list. So I would say it's really hard. So I was thinking about the best years of 2020, um, uh, the 2010s. And it's really difficult for me between 2014 and 2018. I think it's 2018, Mm. but 2014 also has so many good movies. 
um, in 2014, ironically, was the year, the first year I got out of college and got like a real job with money. And <laughs> so you were it, just at the movies all the time. Exactly. I saw so many, like all the Oscar nominees multiple times in theaters that nice. year. I was just like going all out. It was awesome. I was living in California too at the time and uh, it was perfect. It was a great like time in like my, my movie going experience. So mm. 2018, by that point, I had already been living in Europe. I think movies and movie going is just less of a thing here. I mean, it is a, obviously a big part of life, um, but particularly movie theaters are not as big outside in Europe as they are in, Amer- in America. So it, but that doesn't take away from the quality of the films in 2018, which were also phenomenal. But for me, it's those two movies. Those two years are the pinnacle years of the 2010s in terms of quality of films. Yeah. I mean, I got to say 2019 is also really good. It um, is. It is for sure. Um, but. <laughs> I mean, it, it gave us knives out, honestly. Yeah. And other uh, good ones too. A lot of which will be in my 11 to 20 list. So, um, but first of all, we need to talk about our number ones. And this one is a close call, not just uh, that it, you know, ended up on the number one spot, but also in terms of time because this movie came out in 2010. And it's Scott Pilgrim versus the world. <gasps> I forgot that movie. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Oh, oh. Oof. Wow. Oh my god. I forgot yeah. it. How <laughs> could I forget? I love that movie so much. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, I think I think it is because um I think it's just because it is from 2010 and you think it's from like from the arts. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh no. Oh my god. I'm so sad. <laughs> Nightmare scenario came true. I'm my so sorry. No. <laughs> now really the question is for me, do I knock off my number one and put this there instead? <laughs> How much I like this movie. Oh my word. Oh. <sighs> Don't tell me what to do. If I want to do it, I'll do it. Sure, do it. Do it. Do whatever you want. But uh, yeah, so Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is a movie by Edgar Wright based on the graphic novel series by Brian Lee O'Malley. Um, it has, like, the premise of the movie is ridiculous. Like, there's this guy in his early 20s called Scott who falls in love with a girl <laughs> called Ramona. And he, in order to basically be in a relationship with her, he has to fight her seven evil exes first. And, like, hilarity ensues, but also... There are so many, so many, just so many things happening in this movie. So many layers, so many very grown-up themes, you know, about responsibility for one's own actions and how you interact with others. And the cast is stunning because, you know, it's 2010. And it, like, basically, this movie could have only happened then with that cast because they all went on to make great things and like you have chris evans in there you have like everyone in there is like i mean chris evans is probably the biggest star but like all of them are amazing not just in their roles but like mary elizabeth winstead uh or michael Sarah, or like everyone in this movie like 
it's just fucking incredible and it's just like how could this Alison Brie are you fucking kidding me like all of them and just so many layers it's obviously ridiculous like the fighting and but the humor is amazing not just like the uh, the jokes in terms of like the verbal ones but like the editing the the stunts the like visual storytelling it's just a huge joyride and it's i could watch this movie like anytime if if anyone ever asked me hey do you want to watch scott pergram versus the world i'd be like yeah fuck yeah so it's my number one movie and i i'm so sorry <laughs> you've been so quiet and i just can like i can feel your sadness i had to mute myself because i was screaming at myself for forgetting <laughs> oh, this no. movie i'm so mad and i can't <laughs> believe i didn't even look at edgar wright and like obviously as soon as i would have seen this it would have been in the top five at the very yeah. least because i have baby driver on my top four like top 40 like yeah. i have like oh my god i am so mad do you um, just want to bump like just throw out get out no 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 i like i am really considering like making it my number one as well <laughs> <laughs> wow no, I, I, I don't mean making this your number 10, just like bumping everyone down a notch, like one place. No, I, just... I know what you mean, I, I, but I don't okay. want to change everything else like because it okay. makes me rethink everything about myself. <laughs> so you just want to ditch your number one choice. Oh, my God. I mean, that's what we said in the beginning, right? It is like our top 10 right now as we thought about it. Uh... And it hurts. I get it. Like, I really do. What is it? Like, every time we do, like, a podcast, you, like, make me feel, like, terrible. Like, something <laughs> happens and, like, I just feel like shit. I'm sorry, but, like, did I make you feel terrible or did you yourself? No, no, you? I made myself feel terrible. Yeah, but exactly. Don't blame me. I am 100% blaming you. Um, I can <laughs> sure. blame you for however the fuck I want. Uh, sure you can. <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's all good. You're you're talking from a very vulnerable spot right now. I, I, I understand. Know. I am just like heartbroken. It's because it's just such a good movie. And I've seen that movie more than any other of these movies. Yeah. Some of these like like not even close. I've seen Scott Pilgrim at least twice a year for the past seven years. Like uh, probably more. And when it first came out like six times in that first year. Yeah. Do you just want to have a shared number one? Uh, no, it's okay. <laughs> I will get over it. This okay. is my life. I will redo this and I will incorporate Scott Pilgrim as probably my number like one. It's in my top four for sure. Yeah. Um. Oh my God. Now I'm just so not excited to talk about my top <sighs> one. It's fine. You know what? Whatever. Fuck it. My number one is Ex Machina. Yeah. I love that movie. It's so good. Um. I mean, it's so like symbolic of so many different things um our like technology reliance to technology female subjugation and and and, and uh empowerment uh, uh just like it has so many layers to it it's so beautifully shot it makes you think about so many things it's very uniquely or specifically placed in a time period um that you know we are connected more than ever to technology and that's only growing so every, every time every year um this movie passes by every year that passes by this movie gets more and more relevant it is 
an amazing film. It's one of the true, one of the movies that truly shocked me with its ending. Um, I thought of it amazing, like of an, as an amazing piece of art. It is, you know, this creating a movie about technology at, at its forefront, but more fundamentally about like female self-actualization and being liberated from male possession and being like, and taking control is just so well done and amazing. And it just, it's, it's, it's just literally just the perfect movie. It means so much and is not shy on being me like, symbolic and metaphorical and in sometimes the most subtle of ways like it doesn't it's just such a great film and the performances are obviously amazing and like alicia vikander is awesome obviously i love her i love oscar isaac domino gleason's in this as well sonia mizuno as kyoko like the cast is just top to bottom so freaking good and yeah it's just i mean this is the movie that like made me fall in love with alicia vikander to start with and sadly her like career has not been great all the time like um some movies like i think were flops like i wasn't a a fan of like the tomb raider bullshit Um, i did like the man from uncle honestly um and it is on my list uh but (laughs) it is you know obviously just a remake of a random action film uh doesn't have that same significance um But uh, just such a good film uh, released in 2014. Yeah. I don't know what else to say other than, uh, I mean, it's, it's amazing. And I, I watched this movie so many times and I cannot recommend it enough. Nice. It is also in my top 40, <clears throat> but not in my top 10. Speaking of which, should we briefly go through? Like, I could literally talk about any of these movies. Why it is in the like increments of ten that it is, but maybe <laughs> that that will go a little bit too long. Yeah, no. Let's just like, I mean, yeah. I just want to go. I just want to mention all of the movies that are in my cool. top forty, basically. Okay, mention first like the ones that are were vying for that ten spot. You said there's eight films. Yeah. And I'll mention the the twelve or whatever that were vying for my number ten spot, and then we can you can just mention the rest if you want in turn. Yeah. So let me. So this is basically my eleven to twenty roster. Okay. Um, but of course, like you just have to exclude three movies of those, and those three movies I'm just going to mention now. Just. And then I'm going to talk about the other the other ones. So the ones that wouldn't that didn't like vie for for the number ten spot were Baby Driver, Before Midnight, and Sicario. They are great movies, but the, I have problems which with each of those, like um, that I don't need to get into here, like <laughs> because that would be too much. <clears throat> and yeah, it was like they are definitely in my top twenty, but. With the with all the other seven movies uh, in this group, those seven movies it hurt to not include them in the top ten. And those seven movies are in alphabetical order: The Great Beauty, Jojo Rabbit, Lady Bird, Little Women, Mad Max Fury Road, Parasite, and Portrait of a Lady on Fire. 
all amazing films. Yeah. <laughs> all amazing, amazing films. Um, for me, the ones that were vying for that 10 spot, um, I had a lot more films vying for it. Uh, mm. And it's where you get into the, some of the moves that, movies that I just loved. And, oh, I have one movie in here twice. <laughs> I must have loved it that much. Yeah. Um, so for me, it is Chef. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. The Untouchables, the French film. Um, mm-hmm. Arrival. <clears throat> Black Klansman. Fruitvale Station. Inside Out. Jojo Rabbit. La La Land. Logan. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And Spotlight. Nice. Yeah, a bunch of those I haven't seen. Yeah. So You're missing a lot of the really good movies from the 2010s. I know. I, I know. Mean, so am I. So. Yeah. Even though I think I've seen everything you've mentioned up until this point, but Yeah. It's interesting that you immediately knew what I was talking about with like The Great Beauty. That's usually the film that everybody's like, "What is that one?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's actually a funny story. Like I was in Manchester <laughs> for like a like a little trip. And yep. um, I didn't know what to do in the evening, basically. So, of course, in my like first night, and like that was obviously when it came out in 2014, I think too. Yeah. And um, I just I mean, went. People into, don't like, watch Italian film often. No, no, unfortunately not. Um, and yeah, basically, I watched it like on two consecutive evenings in this like uh, in this like indie art house cinema in Manchester. <laughs> because i loved it so much and it is it is great it's just of the last 30 to 45 minutes you can basically cut everything but the last scene and then it would be a perfect movie yeah but it's just the last half an hour you don't really need um it's like the same with like baby driver has like a like huge pacing issues in the last act i'm uh, i don't know should i mention should i say what i don't like about sicario or (laughs) no don't kick a man when he's down (laughs) <laughs> yeah okay uh so so maybe i should talk about the uh, the like next 10 up yeah um it. so 21 to 30 uh black panther call me by your name ex machina the handmaiden which for those of you who don't know is a, a south korean movie yeah it's a great film it's so good her roma and then we have three star wars movies <laughs> nice uh, Rogue One, The Force Awakens, and The Last Jedi. And and lastly, we have uh, Catherine Bigelow's Zero Dark Thirty. That's such a good movie. That's so good. Um, yeah, I intentionally didn't put any Star Wars films on here just because of my emotional attachment to them <laughs> are a little bit much. I, that was one of these things where I like halfway through i was like oh shit i forgot star wars <laughs> because they're not in my on my movie recommendations list because i basically just exclude all like franchises yeah fair enough um, like I, I briefly thought about including skyfall in my top 40 i mean it didn't really stand a chance but um yeah it was just i mean uh, honestly i like casino royale more than skyfall but yeah me too and uh, it is a it is a contender for the top 10 of the of that decade yeah oh yeah what decade is that shit it is the 2000s it is like oh, from 2007 yeah. or something yeah god see i think the the late aughts had a good a lot of films a lot of good yeah. films i guess for sure so yeah and then i just like i just had to uh, and i couldn't put them into my top 20 uh and then i was like yeah i'm not gonna i'm not going to be able to rank them i just have to put all three of them into the same group yeah 
then it was like pretty easy. Do you want to finish your top 40 and then I'll just mention maybe a couple sure. of things if you didn't mention them? Sure. Um, so 31 to 40 are uh, 12 Years a Slave, um, Atomic Blonde, which you might not know. I don't yeah, know. No, I know of it. It's the first movie you mentioned I haven't seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Birdman, Hunt oh, for the so Wilder People. Yeah. Hunt for the Wilder People. Um, me and Earl and the Dying Girl, which you also might not have seen. No, that I haven't heard of. I haven't okay, even heard yeah. of. It's it's very interesting. It's like a yeah. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna spoil anything. I I really liked it. I can see why people don't like it, but it's like a. I really enjoyed it at the time, and yeah. Uh, and then next up we have we have Snowpiercer, three billboards out of uh, outside Ebbing, Missouri. The world's end. Um, oh, really? That's that high for you? Yeah, because I think it is super underrated. It's it's not like it's not like absolutely um, like laugh out loud funny as the other ones, but I think it's like the the most overtly mature of the Conetta trilogy, and I really you know. Yeah, well, I think one of the problems that film had was that it was living in the legacy of Hot Fuzz. Yeah. And like Hot Fuzz became such a big film and like became like a kind of like a classic pop culture thing even before this movie came out. So by the time it came out, it kind of it obviously didn't have the same tone. So people kind of immediately didn't like it. Or as much as the first ones at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, and I understand that, but it's like, I don't know, I still liked it enough. <laughs> and then the last two entries are The Wolf of Wall Street and um, Your Name, which is uh, the Makoto Shinkai anime. Yeah. Not a huge fan of that one for some reason. Yeah, it is kind of the best anime of that, or like one of like my favorite anime of that decade, but that's not saying that much, unfortunately. Not gonna lie, I didn't wasn't able to get through that entire film. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I I liked it. I liked it okay. And I I kind of wanted an anime in here. Yeah. Obviously, there are like you know I did. That's to to you know peek behind the curtain. No Wes Anderson movie. No Sofia Coppola movie. No Christopher Nolan. No Quentin Tarantino. And you know there are reasons for that. Well, some movies are. Some of them were had better movies in the title two thousands than the. 2000s. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Django Unchained was fine. I don't think it's not nearly. I mean, I like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood a lot more than. Django I haven't seen that one, so. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um. So some movies of mine that, uh, your didn't come up in your list. There's in my just general top forty are um, John Wick. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> uh, Joker. Uh, Room. Yeah. Um, obviously I mentioned the top tangled, the big short, uh, the imitation game, uh, warrior, uh, Zootopia. That's the first one you mentioned that I have actually seen. <laughs> yeah. God, really? <laughs> We're just coming at this from different perspectives. Yeah. Um, also parasite. Yeah. Um, what about yeah. arrival? And then eighth grade, sorry. Eighth grade's on that yeah. too. Yeah. Um, arrival is on my one from the, uh, the tier that was like contending for top 10 okay oh yeah right 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 like yeah. spotlight and fruitvale and yeah <laughs> it was funny that movie i realized like after i had written all of it down i was like oh i forgot about arrival but i guess there's yeah. the reason for it yeah yeah like it was fine oh. it's just like fucking scott pilgrim 
And what was the other one that you forgot? Uh, the other one that I forgot was eighth grade. Ah, oh, I see. I just added it right now. Um, I'm sorry that this has caused you so much pain. No, it's fine. You know, like, this is my problem for doing this, like, not systematically. And that's fine. I really enjoyed it, nonetheless. It was so fun to do. And despite my failures as a human, um, by forgetting <laughs> one of the best movies, if not the best movie of the 2010s, or according to you, the best movie of the 2010s. Um, nope, that's not what I said. It's my favorite movie. Oh, sorry, not your favorite best. movie. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, for sure. It can't be the best. Uh, but I don't think we can speak to the best because we don't watch everything that's out there, honestly. Um, all we can speak to are our favorites. Yeah, and there are at least 40 movies that I haven't watched that would be viable for any top 40 list. So. Oh, of course. Like, just half the movies that I mentioned you haven't even watched. So, more than half, <laughs> uh-huh. honestly. So, well, I might not agree with you that they belong in the top forty, though. Well, you haven't watched them, so how do you? Know? No, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I can't, I can't speak to that. Exactly. But yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed. It was a lot of work. I don't know how many hours I spent preparing this episode, but I love this. Yeah, let let's like let's pause before we do the next one of these kinds. Though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have to recuperate a little bit. So, dear listener, I hope you have enjoyed this. We thought that every once in a while we should do something different on the weekly hug, just like if and we we are a sucker for lists and like top th- top whatever. If you haven't noticed already, so that was kind of a fun exercise for us, and I hope you enjoyed it too. Yeah, thanks, Chris, for um, going through this with me. It was really fun. I'm very excited to kind of see what else we come up with it and also some of the films that you watch that that i haven't watched some of the movies sorry some of the films that you mentioned that i haven't watched i can't wait to actually go back and see so yeah nice if you liked what you heard leave us a review on apple podcasts five stars if you want to get in touch there are a few ways you can do that email write us an email to hello at seriallyhooked.com website you can check out our website and suggest future topics at seriallyhooked.com hmm, twitter you can find us on twitter at seriallyhooked if you like the show tell a friend or 10 rate us on apple podcasts it really makes a difference and helps people discover the show Whew, how do you <sighs> feel? I, I feel good about this it was yeah. like kind of I don't know. I I just love talking about movies, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how are you feeling, though? I'm kind (laughs) of (laughs) shitty. I'm so sorry.